got me today. Here we go. Boy, See, I don't in like, trouble. I don't like your attitude. I don't like the way you're starting this. The 31st episode of the year. 31. That is a three and a one. I believe. I can never really be sure until I actually start to do the dials. But anyway, welcome to Born in Trouble, 31st episode. I'm your host, John X. I have with me the illustrious Reggie Wood from parts unknown, Ohio. Are there any bears in Ohio, Reggie? Reg? You, you said, are there any bears? Any bears in Ohio? You ever see any when you go riding? Never been chased by a bear. On your, on your trail runs. On your trail runs. Is that yeah. how you sprained your ankle, getting away yeah. from a bear? See, it sounds yeah, better yeah. if you say you were getting away from a bear. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So I just want to, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, bring the Midwest into the into the conversation. You know, there's really? the Cincinnati Bears. Isn't that the Cincinnati Bears? Isn't that the name of the Bear teams? Cats? Oh, Bear Cats. Bear Cats. Oh, well. Bear cat, it's the same thing. Butt naked cats. We all know what people in Ohio are freaks. Reggie Woods. <laughs> What's good, fellas? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, sir. Same Happy to you, brother. And keeping with the Midwestern flavor, we're going to go with my man, the one, the only, Mr. Grant Lancaster, owner of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Today, wings. wings, wings, that is. What up, though? What up, though? And last but not least, because he refuses to be last at least, he's just trouble all day long. From the time he wakes up in the morning until the time he puts his head down on his pillow, that's right, you may know him as that motherfucker. But I know him as Mr. Robert Press. You sound like you like you dated one of my, you know, you dated one of my exes. That motherfucker. That motherfucker. <laughs> or been talking to one. Yes, yes. See, see now here's the thing. Like I'm trouble from you know all day long, every day. But you know, how many of y'all was like half asleep when the ball dropped the other night? Uh, that was that was uh, rough. <laughs> that nah. was rough. I needed a bear. Yeah, <laughs> to be in the living room I, with me. I woke up. I think I woke up like um. I said I was gonna take a nap from two to four. I think my nap was actually from like four to eleven thirty. And it's not a nap, Holmes. That's a full night's sleep. Right. You define nap the way you want to define nap. This is what I mean. You're trouble, Rob. You're trouble. I I can't have anything. So that was my nap. And I woke up, I jumped in the shower, and I was just able to get dressed just in time for the new year. Happy New Year. Happy All new right. Year. You got you like you jumped up, got in the shower and everything. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, able yeah, to yeah. You, you and I you and I get dressed up. Yeah, we got dressed up in nightgown and night materials anyway. Anyway, Rob. Trouble, just trouble. I don't like your leading questions because I know it's leading someplace bad. It's not leading anywhere bad. I'm just, you know, just seeing how old the group really is. <laughs> well, I was at a party, so. So, see, Grant, as a redeeming factor, he was at a party. God damn it. At least one of us was out doing something real. Where was the party at, Grant? Uh, I was at this spot called the Regency. My, uh, one of my cousins that uh, that works at City Wings, his uh, 30th birthday. He's a New Year's Eve baby, so. Okay. Yeah, so, so. it was a birthday slash New Year's Eve party. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. It was. It wasn't too. Uh, it wasn't too young for me to be there, so mm -hmm. I stuck around. Nice, nice. So, yeah. what, so what'd you do, Mister Reggie Reg? What were you up to, bro? Man, me and the missus just uh, sitting on opposite ends on the, the little sectional out here, and uh, just fighting the the good fight to see the ball drop. Checked That's out LL. Checked out that raggedy ass set that LL did. I missed that. 
Yeah, I, I got. I gotta say, the outfit that he had on, that Vuari fucking sweatsuit that he was wearing, or whatever the hell it was, not what's, gangster. What's up with this this wide leg shit he wearing in the last six months, really? Oh, is that some mid fifties? Why, why, why is his fucking our purpose in life right now to look like a deferred cookie monster and shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, why the fuck you dressed up like Cookie Monster? Listen, a deferred Cookie Monster. <laughs> Bro went from my man went from having the one leg up shit to now this shit with all this breakdown here at the bottom, this excess material around his ankle and shit. I'm like, that shit just look weird to me. Man, yeah, I was, I was, I wasn't feeling that. Yeah, well, I gotta see it. You know, the old cats, you know, we, we just trying to stay relevant, or at least some of us are, you know, some of some of us. And when I say some of us, I do mean a group of men, not including myself. But, <laughs> you know, they're out there trying to, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to be funky, man. What was Gene, what would James Brown be wearing right now for New Year's Eve? He'd be wearing a one-piece leotard, right? Probably. So, you know, players got to play. Yeah, I just don't that 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 out his outfit did not scream player to me. Just did not. Is this him in the, well, in well, the, in the disco ball, the silver disco ball joint? I don't know. It's like an earth tone type. It was, it was like a tannish. Uh, let's see, LL Cool J New Year's outfit. Apparently, I'm not the only one who thought there was something wrong with. <laughs> but but he was rocking out on some of the uh, force tour they were on. I often saw him watching uh rocking little ensembles like that. Yeah. You know what what's interesting is that I was talking just this week, uh I had a conversation on the wisdom app with somebody and I was talking about how I had given up the barbershop years ago because of the fact that because somebody came on and was talking about, did we talk about this last week or maybe we didn't? Somebody came on the internet and they were talking about how um, there's all this misogyny up in the barbershop with men just talking shit and everything. And I was like, this just showed me how far men have actually fallen off because honestly, one of the reasons why I stopped going to the barbershop years ago, decades ago, is because I got tired of hearing uh, grown ass men talk like a bunch of women as they got their hair cut. I just thought there was nothing, there was no more feminine place at certain times to be other than the barbershop getting your hair cut. And to see that flipped by a gay man, the gay black man that was actually making the, the charge that there was all this testosterone that was up in barbershops. How do y'all feel like y'all still go get your hair cut? Uh, right, y'all still go. Do you feel like that? Like, there's a lot of misogyny going on in the in the barbershop. And the reason why I say this because, like, we're sitting up here, we're making jokes about LL's outfit, and I don't see anything wrong with that. That's just jokes. But in the barbershop, it seems like there's a whole bunch of like nonsense being talked about. I mean, is it just me? Am yeah, I wrong? I, I, my spot's a little bit different because my guy works by appointment only, and so. When you go there, there's never more than one other person there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, you know, it's kind of intimate. And like he cuts in New York during the week, then he comes down to Philly just to handle his Philly clients. And so it's a different kind of conversation that goes on in that barbershop. When I used to go to the shop, I mean, you know, there's guys in there talking about pussy, talking about their conquests. You know, his, the shop that he had before this. He had like 10 dudes cutting hair in there. So you heard all manner of conversation. And there was some mild misogyny in there. I, 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 would, I would say that he tried to keep it. He wanted the place to be respectable. He wanted women to be able to come in there. So he kept the lid on some of that. But, you know, any room where you just get guys, right. you know, only guys, it's going to be at least a mild-mannered misogyny and probably more. I.e. a typical firehouse. I.e. a typical firehouse, yeah. Yeah. And you work in a firehouse. What's that like? Is it, would you find it more misogynistic there or? I don't know about more. So here's what I'm, what I've learned is the way that society is, is everywhere. 
right? It, you you can't escape it. So if I say titty in the engine house, somebody could be offended, even with all dudes there. You know what I mean? It's you know somebody who who wasn't breastfed may get triggered because I said titty, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just you never know. You know what I mean? So you so even in the in these situations, you have to be careful. So from my vantage point, the I'm not gonna call it misogyny. I'm gonna say that the the male dominated kind of conversation, the male angle conversation is kind of curved because you never know in this in this era with everybody's sensibilities. You never know what you're gonna say that's gonna trigger somebody to to set something off. I mean, or I call HR. I really can't speak about it in like any type of death and everything. So that's why I'm asking the questions because, like, honestly, you know, I do have the clippers. I shave my own hair. I've been shaving my own hair. The only time I do go to a barbershop or I go to a barber, it's like I have a guy that I actually call that I try to set up an appointment with. And that's only if I'm going to do a business meeting, I'm going to get a check. When I actually go and I do that once or twice or three times a year, whatever that is, to be presentable, because I do work at home. Reg, do like you find- Like it's a place where you get your chest, chest wax. Do they, what's that conversation <laughs> like? <laughs> Reg, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to throw it to you, bro. You see what I gotta deal with, man? I've got chest wax. My chest wax, bro. Really, bro. <laughs> hey, I've talked. Yeah. About, I've talked about it numerous times. How starting in maybe two thousand five ish to oh seven or something, I started moving myself farther and farther and farther away from the uh, the barbershop conversations. Just didn't get too much constructive out of a lot of it. And then especially after getting married in, in 01. But it's a difference in like, so speaking of misogyny, I'm looking on Instagram the other day and they had a, uh, it was a video, it was the video of uh, CD Lamb on draft night when he was sitting there with his girlfriend at the time or whatever. And she went to reach for his phone as he had two phones that he was holding. Mm -hmm. And he, she grabbed one, and then he grabbed it from her immediately, and some put like kind of like to put her in her place. But the caption of the clip was like, "This was the night that C.D. Lamb entered the Hall of Fame because of how he treated this woman." Now, to me, that's that's kind of like misogyny. But us sitting around talking conquests and 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 the mentioning of titties or something that's not necessarily misogyny to me what what would that be you know because i mean misogyny misogyny i i think you're right about that misogyny is like it's a very hard um it's a very deep line to draw from just that conversation how, how do we let people just be themselves because like you know what when women close the doors and they're having their conversations they're saying some of the most rude stuff whatsoever and oh, it's yeah. like as if we're not allowed to actually have these conversations amongst ourselves like i had to check somebody today i called you early in the day rob maybe this is why you're so belligerent with me because i actually spoke to him earlier today and i was like look i gotta stay out of trouble today because i don't want to get on I, somebody already started beefing with me online and i'm going to get on the, get on the internet and start saying all these different things and wear myself out. And then when it comes to be like nine o'clock, nine thirty tonight, I'm not going to have anything set because I will work myself up. And it's like it's not even relevant and everything. I made a joke. She didn't get the joke. She tried to be serious about it. I'm like, you know, I answered your question. Now go away. You know what I'm saying? That's like nothing. But. People actually go out and they search for these like interactions and these fights with people every day. And I'm not really here for it. I'm an old man. I don't want to talk to, I'm not going to sit up there and argue with some 20 something year old girl over the internet. But I think there's better ways to actually solve our problem. If you really want to be mad and everything, let's, you know, I don't know. 
See, I was about to say something misogynistic right there. So if if the definition of misogyny is dislike of contempt for or ingrained prejudice against women, mm -hmm. can can conversation really be misogynistic? Well, I mean, there you, you know when you talk in this, you know, there's some dudes who throw it out there who have that conversation. You can have that conversation in a respectful way, like, hey, you know, met up with this chick last night, you know, we were hit we'd hitting off bang, 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 you know, and you reveal the details without revealing the details, but then you also know the same dudes had that same conversation and the whole time she's a bitch and everything she's doing is, you know, sort of disgusting. Like you want to do the disgusting thing, but then the moment she does it, now you you labeling her something else. You're, you're calling her out her name because she did what you, you wanted her to do. Right. So, I mean, that's there that, that conversation, depending on how it's being had, uh, the way that, you know, the acts are being labeled, the way that the person's being labeled, you know? Right. I mean, you've had some conversation with a dude and he's never said the word woman, lady, girl once. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he's called it every other name of the book, bitch, Caesar, this gang, whatever. So, I mean, that's how that conversation sort of slides from, from one realm to the next, depending on how, you know, it's being framed, how she's being framed in the conversation. Yeah, I definitely got to look at the spirit of the brother that's saying this stuff. And and like Rob just said, yeah, because we we still gonna, we still have to talk about what we got to talk about. But if you just doing this with um, true disdain in your for her in your storytelling, be how um, skis, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to exit out of the conversation myself. At a certain point. Well, I mean, certain... go ahead, Grant. Is isn't the opposite what what we hear for men coming from women though? Oh, most definitely. But I mean, let's be honest. They have something to say about everything. Once you get to a certain point, at, once you True. get to a certain point, True. there 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 are certain women out there that no matter what you you say. They never. They don't have anything good to say about a man. They will never ever have anything good to say about a man. And you can say that to them, like I have, and get in trouble, and everything. Because like, but the truth of the matter is, though, there's certain women out there that just don't. They don't have any types of they. They they've learned, either from experience or from their parents. They've learned that many nothing. They're not any good. They're useless. They're only good for one thing, which is money. Men are, men are dehumanized. And I think that's part of the problem with like relationships and like we make jokes about it. But when you're trying to get a relationship with a woman and a woman automatically dehumanizes you before you even walk into the door and everything, you have women that see men as nothing but wallets. Right. You're not... Uh, how are we having a human one-on-one -on -one connection? How are we supposed to have this love and this affection for you while all we're doing is like spending money? Here's the thing, though. When you meet those women, you're supposed to turn and run. And mm. too many times we throw, we throw our wallet in the air, we throw cash around, and then we get mad that they see us as nothing more than a wallet. Mm. Like, yo, you flashed your shit to, to get her attention. And you got you got exactly the kind of attention you were looking for, and now you mad about it. Like, there are ways to approach women, or you know, when you, when I meet women and they start talking that bullshit, let's keep it moving. So, at, at, like, I'm at not trying to, time, at, yeah. At the same time, when when, and just playing devil's advocate, when you know men men use their wallet, women use that meat wallet. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm saying so it's it's so in, in my estimation, I think the problem with with relationships is that we don't really understand how to make choices, which is what where I think Rob was kind of headed. Mm -hmm. We make bad choices, man. Yeah, we don't you know, we don't. And I'm saying this as a as a person who has made bad choices. We make bad choices when it comes to relationships. We make great choices on some things. But when once that once that heart gets involved and feelings start getting involved, all of a sudden, we're all fucking, you know, 
Quasimodo making making decisions. Oh yeah, and you know we 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 get we get that look. You know she got that look. Right. And all of a sudden we start like, come on, man, that you got to dig deeper than that. But mm-hmm. you know yeah. a lot of people get stuck at that level. Yeah, but her ass is fat though, and I like mm. that. Mm. You or, know we've 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 all been in that relationship where like you know you don't belong there, but you're like, damn, she's fine now. Yeah. Yes. Like, damn, good. She's fine. But, but girl, he dropped a BMW. Mm. The pool is so good. So, so it, well, it all boils down to the choices that we make. Yeah, and you see, we we got to learn to make better choices. Like there's a there's a psychologist that that I see on Instagram a lot, and she talks about it a lot that she talks about the fact that men with means get cheated on a lot more than guys who don't, because women who are women who are attracted by the economic factors are less emotionally attached normally you know mm-hmm. and once they got you to say yes mm-hmm. well they got you so now they got to get the next mm-hmm. you know they got if you're if you're economically inclined you got to keep building so you, you got him well that's what his limit is so now i got to find the next guy to take me to the next level there's always more there's always more and women who are more about emotional attachment they're not going to take a man, like a, an ultra successful man. Ultra successful men work a lot. They spend a lot of their time and re- their, a lot of their resources on building that chip stack. Mm-hmm. Well, women who are more inclined for an emotional attachment aren't going to put up with that because your ass isn't around. Mm-hmm. They'd rather have a dude who's making less, who's going to be there and be able to invest the time in their emotions. But well, a woman's you, like, cool, do what you do what you do you and we'll go shopping on the weekend. There's a good chance you're gonna cheat on your ass at some point. You see, it's like you just described like the whole gamut of women, whether you like to admit it or whether or not they would admit it or not, and just basically a couple of sentences and a paragraph right there. You ran the gamut from the woman that will accept, or maybe we started, maybe it was you, Grant, that started with the woman that's looking for nothing but money, money, use the wallet satisfaction who's looking for that and then you have the emotional one that wants you around all the time and pretty much you can draw a line and you can show the difference between it runs the entire community from the people that are looking for this is the one that's got the baby daddies the ones that the ones that have the um, sugar daddies those are the first ones the ones that have the baby daddies are the second ones and basically somewhere along the line they all intersect and they connect and they become the same thing. And I thought about something this week. The reason why I started like this is because relationships have become the biggest thing in the black community now. It's no longer equality. It's no longer equity. It's no longer anything that's really relevant. What is the most important topic of conversation in the black community is relationships. Do you have one? What is it like? Who is it with? And can we talk about you? Can we talk about your relationship? That is the most important thing, not finance, not whether or not we've actually, whether we've, we shall overcome. No, we're not overcoming them no more. That's like, that shit is dead. Love and hip hop Atlanta is on, you know? So this is what the, this is what the community is right now. So me coming to this revelation in this in this of this presentation it kind of um it's got me disgusted to a certain extent you know what i think you need to do homie what's that bro i think you need to take a a social media detox you think so yeah man because i think you may be right because i mean honestly speaking i was thinking i'm i'm looking at I, I didn't participate as much, but maybe I did. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, Twitter is Twitter and all these different places and everything. Like black people used to be better at the internet than what they are now. And when I say better at the internet, this is what I mean. When somebody would say something that was absolutely asinine and stupid, we didn't really like participate. We used to just kind of like, you know, some way sideways eye that person, you know, in a in a um, digital way, and then just keep it moving. 
Now we're engaging in friggin' everything. People have been engaged. I've been watching the whole thing about Cardi B. You know, Cardi B had an album that was just about to drop. She was supposedly broke up with her husband and then comes out New Year's Eve after the album has dropped and she's been sleeping with her husband the entire time. Whoa, big surprise. Because this is the relevance. This is what's stealing all of these people's attention. I don't know, Rob. Maybe I should take a maybe I should take a complete and total break from and detox from social media for a while. But I'm afraid of what it would look like when I came back. Uh, here's the thing, man. Like you know, to to borrow a quote from Brother Lancaster, you know, the '85s is gonna be the '85s. Yes, sir. They got no choice in the matter. The '85s got more options for entertainment now it's more readily available and you just got to kind of you know you can't let the opinions the thoughts opinions and comments of the 85 you can't give them more weight than they deserve like yeah a lot of the 85s are talking about that shit but those are not serious people anyway those aren't the people you wanted to be in conversation with anyway well the squeaky like, wheel gets the grease though so this is where the, all of the our speaky resources wheel, the are. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, but like, what real grease is it getting? Like it, you don't have to give it any grease. Is the thing. Well, let me let me let me tell you where the grease is. Okay, I have to make a correction of myself. I I went and um I'm sorry I beat my um producer to a pulp and everything because of the fact that he gave me um erroneous information that um that um producer's name is Johan. And um, that's actually my, you know, that's actually my evil twin. Really? Um, because, yeah, Johan, my evil twin, is also my Fred. producer. He actually comes up. No, we're not talking about him, Rob, because now you're giving away my aliases, bro. So, um, you know, I had said that there were only you, two. You realize you were... just told on yourself, right? You just let that go, and then it is nothing happens. But by you saying now you're talking about my aliases, you've given people a clue. Well, that's because I have more than one. So it's like perhaps I use that one to throw them off of the stink and then I'll just be gone and, you know, swimming underwater in my submarine, which I purchased years ago. But anyway, so now they have to look for a submarine too. That's the way it works. It's be the way that works. You, you got to set up plans along plans and possibilities. It's a spider web. It's a spindle like the multiverse, my getaway plan. So um generally see so you, you threw me off but what i was talking about what was i talking about before you before you johan came in and gave you some erroneous information yes johan gave me some erroneous information it wasn't two congressional bills it was actually 27 bills that came into law last year so i apologize for spreading false information it wasn't two it was 27 bills that were passed this year for the people because I was railing about how people are distracted by all this bullshit. You know, all these things that are going on on the internet, Cardi B and, you know, Kanye and like, you know, all this. What was that? Oh, who, had, who, had, who, had, who had 30 minutes in the pool? <laughs> Damn, I forgot to put my money. Down. I definitely went up. I definitely went on the under. We blew through my time long ago. I'm sitting here with my chit still in my hand. Dang, we lost him for real. We lost him for I, real. I, I will say though that 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 um that social media detox is serious, man, because it's you just can't make yourself available to everything and you 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 want to know you want to stay hip and in the loop and whatnot but it's it's so much stuff. i was it was a skit yesterday i just want so and like we can't even laugh at stuff anymore without somebody ruining the joke and it was just it was a brother that had a a, a little skit one of the more creative ones I've seen, and uh, he was in the elevator with his black woman, just him and his woman, and then a white girl comes to jump in the elevator with them, and the black lady 
looks, you know, she frowns at her for coming into the elevator with them. And um, then she turns around and she has a very round ass. And yeah, didn't he didn't he sort of didn't he sort of make the gesture to open the door to I think so. I think so. Open? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's yeah, that's an start, important start, detail. Start the start the evil in the woman. Get the right. Evil in the woman. <laughs> and then he looks down, he looks down and, and sees the ass. The black woman sees the ass, and the brother is drinking his water and spilling his water over his face. <laughs> and it was it was just a harmless joke. But you get that. I you I go down in the comments section, and there's some brother that's got some detailed opinion of how uh well it's normal for the black man to be or the so-called black man to be attracted to all white women it's in our dna because white women uh they were 78 78 of the plantation owners back in the day so the black man is like predisposed oh i'm brother where the just, fuck you get these stats from just, my just, man just enjoy it man it was a joke don't it look was a down joke. If you if, if you don't want to get smacked in the face, don't look down. That's the joke. It was a joke. But that's not that's not that's not today though. That's what I'm, and that's that's the equivalent of saying titty, right? If 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 the word titty can offend, I mean, and everybody got titties. Titties are some of the most beautiful things on the planet. They they produce life or they feed life anyway. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a part of nature. X is giving them the, the thumbs up because he he's a titty man. So, if ever there was a titty man on the planet, John. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, is... so, so, so the the offense that people take at so many things, and and you know what? I don't know if I know that that the the negative aspect of everything is what kind of takes off in the social media uh, world, right? So, if you if you have a negative comment that's much more likely to go viral or whatever the case may be than a positive comment. So in my mind, that's a lot of the reason why people put as many negative comments up as they do about every single fucking thing. Yeah. Right. Because I want, I want to, I want to be as hot as I can get. Right. I want my 15, it probably ain't even 15 minutes of fame anymore. Now it's probably more like 15 seconds, but I want my 15 seconds of fame. That's what helped me get off of Twitter. Cause I would, I would sit around at that time, you know, six, seven years ago, following Jamel Hill or maybe Stephen A. Smith or Michael Smith. I sit around with my best shit, which was something positive, because I don't really do mm. negative online. But I say something to whatever the little joke or little topic of the day that they got going. And I didn't put my best out there. They never acknowledged it. But then the person that that said some simple negative shit some about Stephen, shit. some snarky right. shit, or, uh, uh, hit Stephen A on his hairline or some shit, some lame, low hanging fruit shit. And even um, to live quietly, he was another one. You say the most the the, the 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 negative shit to him, he go all day with somebody over that shit, and you just like man, that track six on album such and such. So I got away from that. That detox is for real. Yeah, I I gave it up, I, and I think I I think I mentioned it to y'all. I gave it up, uh, based off of a restaurant downtown Detroit. Oh yeah, you did. Mention there that. was an incident. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and the restaurant was shut down in like two weeks, based off of some social media shit. So I got off of there. I mean, I still have my I still have my Facebook page. I got an Instagram, and I think I have a Twitter. Um, I know City Wings has all all three of those but i don't i don't fool with them at all so that's smart stay away from yeah, that man. stuff i'm a couple of years ago my daughter when she was in high school went to this program this leadership program leadership retreat and the first thing that they did uh when they got on the bus is take their phones away from them mm -hmm. and so for the week that they were there they could not they didn't see their phones and Every single kid on the trip reported that they felt better not oh, having yeah. the phone and not having the influence of it. Like the first day or so, they were sweating it because they felt like they were missing everything. But after mm -hmm. that, their brains sort of settled down and they were like, oh, this isn't bad. Like, this is actually a decent way to go. But try taking it out of their hands, you know, when they're uh, out and about in civilization. You can't do it. But like, it, yes. it's a worthwhile project. And 
the the other thing is if you're going to be on there, then you just got to remember that you can't lend too much weight to what these people are saying. And right. it's sort of, you know, Reg, you were sort of talking about it on your podcast. Like, you don't know who these people are and what background they have to be adding their commentary. Like, this person could be a lunatic. So you can't put too much weight in what they're saying. You know, they might not know a goddamn thing. They might not know their ass from a hole in the ground. But you getting fired up because they said something snarky to you on the online. Like, yo, that, that shit just keep going. John, would you like to say something? No, you would not. Exo, you need to write in the chat, Holmes. You get get Exo whiteboard for next week's show. <laughs> <laughs> you can write his comments down. Put him in front of the camera. <laughs> Well, oh, that, man. That, was, that was like the brother that, that I mean, he put a really long, detailed comment on there. I said the joke was just about the uncomfortable situation for the brother. It was very yeah. simple. But you go in here talking about how black <laughs> yeah, men what... are attracted to white women because they were the primary uh, plantation owners back in the 1800s. Brother, what, what fucking fact book where, where you get this bullshit from that women like it's it's not even accurate whatsoever but that's that's part that's part of the thing though like it's it's a it, everybody wants to wants to be intelligent everybody <laughs> wants to have you know what i mean like and and i don't i don't know if i don't know if 80 percent of slave owners were women or not i mean i'm sure you know the men that that owned slaves, some of them had wives who, who which by, made them slave owners. Some single women, I'm sure, had slaves. So I mean, actually, I guess it could were, be true. Actually, they were traditionally um, serial killers. The most violent slave owners were female slave owners. But go ahead, you know. Yeah, so that kind of just to kind of poke a hole in that whole theory of that brother on Twitter that he thinks he's looking at them because they sexy, like they were coming in there and they were wiggling their asses at the slaves and everything to try to get them all horny for something that they couldn't get yet. It was more likely that the slave would be cowering when that white woman came in there because they were the they were the most violent out of the slave owners, apparently. But that's but go that's ahead. But if you if you if you think back though, the good Reverend Doctor in Jungle Fever mm -hmm. told told the story. About how the, the white woman was too the, the white woman was too pure for even the white man to touch, mm -hmm. and somehow she had to get that nut somehow. So in the middle of the night, she was sneaking to the slave quarters, find her a mandingo, and get it off. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't I don't doubt that that happened on on some occasions, mm -hmm. probably on several occasions. But I mean, so I, I guess what I'm saying is that could there could be some truth to that. On, on some level for some people but there's some truth I, I imagine that there's some truth to most things on some level for some people it's an, it's right. a it's a no-win situation i don't even understand why i think what i'm saying is though I, i'm taking social media a little bit differently now i don't think i really put it out there the way that i should have put it out there to explain what is really aggressing me about it it's the utter um willingness to just basically swim in this in this stew of bullshit all day long these people are seriously upset about taraji henson having 12 million dollars and a mansion like yo listen like yeah sis has been aggrieved and she has been you know she's definitely been underpaid on a lot of her movie roles but like someone said, they have this meme with her and Ellen Pompeo. Ellen Pompeo was in a series for 20 years where they get like $500,000 an episode. You know, there's like, we, we just completely and totally forget about all of the important aspects. And the reason why that, why that bothers me, honestly, is because if we will skip over it just because of the fact that we just want to feel that Taraji is a better actress than Ellen Pompeo, then that's fine. But when we're skipping over details that actually matter and that are relevant because of the fact that it's a 
you know, based upon an argument that's race based, that's just that's just that's a floor. That's yeah, a weakness. We're 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 a, a headline society. We're not a we're not a story that we're not a society that reads the story anymore. We read the headline and possibly the first paragraph of what the of un, under the headline. And then we on to the you, next. I don't even think we read that subtitle anymore. I don't even think we get to that shit. I guess we, we may not. But I guess I'm like a teacher that's, that's I guess I'm like a teacher that's reading it, that's going over the homework and reading the assignment and not just looking at the answers, but looking at the equation of how they got to it. And I'm just like, uh, like, you know, we're so yeah. fucked. Hey, John. But you, you, you talking about showing the work, right? Remember yeah. in, in math class, you show the work, you could get partial credit based on, you may not have an answer right, but if you had the process correct, you could mm-hmm. get some portion of the, of the credit for it. Ain't none not, of that happening right nah, now. Ain't none of that happening today. It's over. Ain't none of that happening. So yeah, I, I think it's... Go ahead. I took YouTube off my phone like three and a half months ago. I got so tired of seeing that brother, uh, Dr. Boyce, and some of his shit that was... And I'm like, man, this dude got a PhD, you mm. know, and, and uh, a four-year degree, Ohio State and Kentucky. And he would get on there and say such backward shit, and no one would call him on none of that shit. And I just was like, I got tired of making the comments. Like, I'm not on here trying to say I'm smarter than you and whatnot, but he was um like, how do you how do you put out here that I'm gonna you can take my financial uh, literacy classes and my investment classes? But then you want to only sit around and talk about black owned companies and black money. Well, motherfucker, you're not just gonna have a you, you ain't just gonna have no fun where you're not investing in the in the in the in the industry leaders across all of these different industries. So it, it, that this shit where we approach everything through blackness is just it's it's killing it for me. It's a it's a lost it's a lost but it's a losing situation before you even step into it. And you know, as I say this and everything, someone would be listening to this comment and they'd say, "Oh, that nigga's lost," and everything because <laughs> they, because they're right. not really looking at the entire, you know, the entire pie and the entire puzzle. You know, sometimes you know you got to bring along certain things in order to get to a certain point. You know, you gotta, you have to be strategic in this world and everything in order to get through things. And what a lot of people are calling for is just basic out and out failure. Just go out there and just do it this way and fall on your face because there ain't no support here. You know what I'm saying? We're not talking about a group of people that, like, you know, if you go out there and say, I'm all black and everything, I'm all black, and then you fail. And they're going to say, oh, man, brother, I'm going to come and pick you up and help you go to the next line. What they're going to say is as you're like, you know, well, it was nice while it lasted. Yeah, we lost we lost them again. But to, to, to X's point, though. To X's point, I think that uh, a lot of that. A lot of what we're talking about when you start talking about just kind of supporting black businesses and 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 black money and all this kind of thing, ideally, it's beautiful. But you don't you don't have you don't have the buy-in from enough people, right? Because there there's clearly money in our community, right? Right. And and I mean, not not on it, it. It don't it's not permeating our, our entire community, but there's some there's some real bread. I mean, we we're the we're the, we spend the most money in this country. And per capita, we spend the most money in this country and we spend a lot of fucking money. So we have the means to do certain things. But if all you want to do is support Louis Vuitton, if all you want to do is support Gucci or Polo or whatever you know you support now when it when it comes to i understand if you're gonna buy a car you're gonna probably buy a car that's made by white folks right if you know it's it's certain things that you can't get away from right but 
the 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 point of it to me is to kind of be within but without as much as possible but the the problem with that is no one wants to be without at any time delayed gratification is not a thing no one is going to delay their gratification for any reason in this society because we're in this microwave society everybody has to have everything right now you're right about that one of the things that like when i when i had to get when i got off of uh youtube was like the dr boyce cat was talking about that uh it was the black was it bnn or something black news network or something it oh folded. yeah it folded yeah back in november mm -hmm. so like the or november last year the indian guy the owner of the uh jag jacksonville jaguars had a was a significant investor in that and dr boyce was like because he was the investor you couldn't he was controlling the narratives and, and the story the news what what they would how they would talk so he was like that eliminates that eliminates them from being considered black owned or anything and, and you had to be skeptical of whatever 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 but i'm like so now you mean to tell me that fledgling black companies you're not allowed to take invest you, now you can't take investment money from anybody when it's not coming from no you ain't gonna get no black people to put 33 million dollars up for a news channel and all yeah, like there's a handful right. of black people who could do that exactly and, you know and that number is so small and you know who they are you can't get to those people exactly so i, so I was just like when you talk this black only stuff you putting people in you eliminating uh you know the moves that a lot of people can make just based on that and and i'm like you don't know that the uh i think his name is shot or sean or something you don't i'm like he doesn't he's not all that involved with his jaguars team that we've been watching for the past eight years or however long he's been in, in ownership so i don't have nothing to go on to say that he's being really heavy-handed on how they're covering the news but you just want to sit in here and, and grab at the obvious thing oh they said they black owned with the money that is not coming from a black person we need to eliminate them and i'm just like it's not that simple of a process for me yeah and also i mean all these people who are putting on the news it's not like we went and grabbed a bunch of people from um um uh wakanda and now we got to put them on the news here and shit. these are all a bunch of black people who grew up in america like they're telling the stories that they've you know, the news is what they've known it to be their whole life. They're just trying to find news that tilts with the black spin. But you ain't going to get no revelations like that. Mm. You know, it, 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 there's not, you know, yeah, you'll get some more positive stories. You'll get, you know, maybe you'll see some more white perp walks uh, and less black, black perp walks. You'll get some mm. stuff like that that's cool. But for the most part, the news is going to be the news. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, if you're in, if you're in a black city, there's a very good chance a lot of the news with black people in it is going to be kind of negative because that's you have a large black underclass in those cities, a lot of black poverty in those cities, and those people act out. I got to tell so, you, I'm, I got to tell you, first of all, thanks. Thanks a lot, because if I didn't disappear at least once a show, it wouldn't be official. Um, second we just got to remember that, to get the get the official pool going next time. Mm, right. Mm, okay. I, I got to get I got to get my chit turned in. OK, OK. But um, the second thing is that, like you said, though, um, I'm not I, I'm wholly disinterested in seeing which race is doing what to whom, you know, who's the which these people are. I was looking and that was another thing that had dragged me. They dragged me into this morass today. There was an interview with these Africans talking about rape and, you know, they're trying to push this narrative like, you know, like these people live by rape and. I remember growing up in the in the 80s when there was still apartheid South Africa, rape was the one thing that I knew about South Africa besides apartheid is that um, something like 50% of the women who had grown up in South Africa, white women, had been raped. And I even, even Charlize Theron, she refused to 
talk about it, but they they've so it's like rape is something that's done by everybody. Okay. Murder is something that's done by everybody. Theft is something that's done by everybody. I'm so tired of these messengers trying to get on television and try to convince me that one group is more predisposed to doing X or Y than the other. It's not, it's like, this is how they continue. And I, I just get the feeling every time I see something like that put out there and posted and pushed in that manner, I can't help but thinking whoever is pushing that that narrative, whether it be all the way down to the platform, the people that come up with the concepts and all that other stuff, I can't help but thinking that these people are the actual cretins and deplorable people that we live amongst us that want to, that want everyone to be asleep at the wheel so that way they can be raped, murdered, or robbed, or killed by whoever it is that looks like, whether they be black, white, Indian, Hispanic, or whatever. You know, I'm just, I just can't get behind these narratives. It's obvious. It should be obvious to everyone that we all grow up, like Rob said, hey, we all went to the same schools. We go to the same places of business for a long time. We've been educated in the same way. Percentage of the fucked up people is pretty much the same, except for based upon, like, you know, Oliver Twist and shit like that. If you don't have money, if you don't have food, you're predisposed to rob because, damn it, you're hungry. This is its basic understanding of human nature. They knew it in the 1600s when they were writing, when Victor Hugo wrote um, Les Mis. Les Mis. You know, these, you know, these the, things but, haven't changed. But in modern society, we've made those things character flaws. I don't like we have an economic system that is set up a certain amount of people have to fail in the economic system. You can't the Walton family can't make billions of dollars a year unless they're underpaying a shit ton of people. It's built in to the system that some people have to fail. But instead of saying that's a product of the system, we have to find a way to keep those people afloat. We make it seem like it's a character flaw and there's something wrong with those people that they're not earning more that they're not doing better. But you send them to shitty schools, you don't wow. feed them, you send them to shitty schools, you know, you preach a message of division to them for 30 years, and then you tell them it's their fucking fault that their life's fucked up. That's some really that's a really shitty deal right there. And that's yeah. what we do. That's that's the mind fuck of, of the world. Yeah. That's, that's really psych- it's really psychotic when you think about it. It's really psychotic and despotic. And I just don't understand how people don't understand that the people that you're that you admire are the ones that are oftentimes the the worst of the worst they're like really the worst people they're like disgusting so i don't know i'm i'm at a loss for a lot of different things for a lot of um for a lot of answers and you know i've got nothing but time on my hands and trouble and everything for you know at least the next couple of weeks until you like you might want to take a little internet detox for a little bit. Uh, but it's hard because you know what the thing is I need to I have to be on the internet in order to do the things that I need to do. You know, yeah, and it's like and you I'm can not go to you can go you can go you can go you can go to your MLS sites and all that shit without detouring to Instagram. You can go and do what you got to do <laughs> without reading page six of the New York Post. Bro, I don't, I'm really not, you'd be surprised how little I actually am on the internet. It's just the things that actually catch me, they catch me good. You know, they get me good. And it's like designed today, to for do example, that. Today, it's for designed example, to get you. Today, for y'all example. Y'all said something on here last, y'all said something on here last week. Maybe you, John. And and, and uh, the next morning when I got on my phone, that shit was in my Instagram feed. And I'm like, man, I ain't never said this shit. They listening to the they listening to board in trouble now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly speaking, like you know what I I've always felt this for a very long time, and it's been going on for years since I've been quote unquote a super friend. I may not have been, I may not be greatly popular amongst the people because it's not really my desire to become greatly popular amongst the people. I never really pushed anything. I've um, not gone to the interviews. I've not done it, gone the extra mile and everything. But 
we, I, I feel like a lot of the ideas and a lot of the things that I put out there, they've really become a part of the, they really do become a part of the public lexicon. A lot of the stuff that you watch a, a lot of the shows and you watch a lot of people talking and having conversations after we do our shows and their content will mirror what we've been saying already. And the thing is, the only difference is big fish eat little fish. So it seems as if if you would listen to our podcast, like we were actually copy, copycatting them. But in reality, it's like they were listening to us. And I don't really care. You know, honestly, I don't really care because to me, first of all, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So I never had a problem with that whatsoever. I've had people biting my shit ever since I was a kid. You know, whether it be lines to, to talk to talk to girls or whether it be this shit. The imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I'm not even mad at it. As long as it's driving that, it's like moving something or putting something positive out there in the ether. That's all I really care about. And this is why I say that why I come in here, I do attack these things so uh, virulently because I feel like, you know, some people do pick up on these points of view and they're like, you know what, that is right. Fuck these people. Let's not let them, like, drag us down so quickly. I want to go down fighting. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I, 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 I don't want to fight with those people. I want to let them be them. I want to let them say they oh. some shit over there and just. Oh, bro! I, I let them over here. Listen, I let them say with it like the funny interaction I had this morning. I said a joke. The person came back afterwards and said, "No, it was a female." And she was like, "No." I want to know why you feel this way. And I was like, yeah, well, because I, the joke I made, it was actually pretty funny because they were comparing Ellen Pompeo with, with, um, um, you know, what's Taraji, her name? Taraji, yeah. Okay, with Taraji. And I was like, the messed up part about this is that that generation of wealth is going to go to, is not going to go to us because she's married to a black man. And he's going to get all that and he's going to get all that money instead of, and I said, oh, well, wrong thread. LOL. You know what I'm saying? Because the big joke was that high quality men marrying white women, the generational wealth goes to everybody. Like I have to explain this to these people. You have to explain the joke. And I pretty much made it out there. I said it was a joke. And then she came back and said, oh, you're just trying to to start trouble i was like well obviously you didn't get the part where i said it was a joke pretty much at the end of the thing so like you just need to you know back up and just go away i think it's weird for you to come on to a thread where a grown man tells a joke and you're telling a grown man what to do you're not my elder you know why are you even talking to me like that you know and then it goes into all these different things is that the type of interaction she had with her daddy I'm sorry if your, your daddy left you and he didn't talk to y'all and he didn't teach you how to properly engage with people. You didn't have a, you don't have a sense of humor. I'm sorry that like the only way experiences that you have with speaking to a man is like speaking down to them. I'm sorry for that for you. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to let you bother me per se. I'm still going to laugh my way through the day and through the week. That's just what I do. I have a sense of humor. She was like, are you okay? I was like, listen, your question was answered, asked and answered. Why don't you just go away now? Because I wasn't commenting on her post. She was kind of, why don't you just go away now? And that was the end of the, that thing, you know, that particular one. And it wasn't a big deal, but it set the tone leader. for everything else that I read. <laughs> no, it set the tone for everything else that I've read during the course of the day because I'm reading these comments with these people and I'm like, damn, these people like really just don't know how to communicate. No. They really have issues communicating. And that that is what bothered me, not the interaction with her. With her, it's just like, eh, you know, I don't know her. I wish her the best. I don't know that. I don't know that woman and everything. But the fact that people don't know how to interact and everything it's kind of troublesome where, but where where would you learn how to interact when everything that you see is a 10 second soundbite you see and that's the fucking question 
Like, honestly, that is the question, because like, if you want to be one of those people that are sitting up there, up here on the internet, coming on here once a week and doing a show and complaining about people not having the ability to fucking interact, that's one thing. I can do that. We just did that. But how do we get people to actually get past that point so that way they can actually start communicating with each other in a more healthy way? Because we don't have the money. All they're doing is feeding us these fucked up messages that just keep us like feeding into their pockets and everything and walking into their traps. How do we change that and everything? And that's the real conversation I want to have. I, that's the conversation I want to have with young people that are actually like relevant. How the fuck do you do that? And the point is, they ain't even fucking there. They're not fucking there. They're not thinking about that shit. The powers that be are not that. interested in that. The powers that forget be are not powers, interested in that. Forget about the powers that be. What about the actual people? You can't. You know what I'm saying? The uh, actual because people, the actual people actually, don't realize. People. The actual people are like the, the frog in the, hot, in the hot water. They don't realize that the shit is cooking their ass. They're enjoying it. Right. You know, they're not going to realize till it's too late that, oh, shit, this water's boiling. I got the fuck out. Oops, I'm dead. Mm. Like, you... The powers that be are going to keep the pressure on the people in this, you know, entertained, let's just say, in this entertained state because they ain't putting up no resistance. As long as they got their football on Saturday on Saturday and Sunday, they got their hockey games, they got their right. little whatever, they're entertained. They, they don't, there's no problems. Yeah, they don't, they're not making as much money as they'd like, but they're entertained. Uh, you know, yeah. so you can't talk to them because you're not their daddy. You know, you got to let them be who they are. Is that real? I don't want to be their daddy. I, they I want them to figure it out themselves. They they know that the steak is not real. They know that it's not tender and juicy and succulent, but they're going to eat it anyway. Mm. Yeah. And on that note, guess what? Time flies when you're having fun. When in trouble, it's been an hour already. For me, it's been a little bit well, less than an hour. I was going to say it's been thirty-five minutes for you. you got, we got to get you a we got to get you a bigger stack of quarters. Pop in your internet machine. This guy. This guy. For the record, it was not my internet. It was my laptop. It just died for no reason. It's all recorded, but fuck you, Rob. I knew you were going to be a problem as soon as you came on today. Damn. Wood, you got something to say about this, Wood? That brother came in. That's that's Robert Cooks tonight. <laughs> Robert Cooks. Oh. oh, Lord. Anyway, Born in Trouble, 31st episode. First of the new calendar year. I'm going to give a big shout out to Mr. Gene Hopkins. Mr. Gene. Yes, sir. Where you at, G Hop? Gene. Where you at, Gene? We miss you. We're about to put your face on a milk cart, and next week, you don't show up, bro. We need you. We're getting all this. I'm getting all this abuse. What abuse? Don't you want a piece of this? Don't you want a piece of this, Gene? <laughs> nah, you know, Gene's gone vegan now. He's cho he's not choosing violence anymore. Uh, well. I don't know. I always make a very good, easy target, so maybe I'll throw myself out there. But listen, from New Jersey, Mr. Brooks with the good looks and the bad jokes, Robert Brooks. <laughs> See now, I enjoyed them. I'm not sure if you did, but <laughs> sure you did. When they're at your expense, you know. It's, I, you know a, what? I, you know, I get a lot of them at my expense, and they, you know, if they funny, they funny. Funny is funny. Yeah. Listen, bro. Listen, bro. You're you're hot today. See the difference between I see the difference between us and them is that I can laugh at this. I'm gonna listen to this again. I'm gonna have to edit it and listen to all your bad jokes and your qualms and your quirks and everything. And I'm gonna have to laugh at it and just move on and just try to like <laughs> you know get past it and everything. I'm not going to go into my cocoon. I'm not going to complain about how unfair the world is. Because Rob came up with all these good jokes last week and I didn't have anyone to write them for me. Sure, I'm going to have to talk to Johan again and see what we can do about getting better production. But until next week, this is what it is. So from Ohio, parts unknown, Mr. Reggie Wood. 
Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Another great runner what's amongst that us. What was that podcast that you put up? What's the name of your podcast? So I know I got to pay me no mind behind me, but uh, it's always personal. Was uh, just trying to trying to uh, share some different, get some different, add, add to the uh, definition of a black man. Just build, flesh it out a little bit more than just the narrow couple archetypes that you get. So listen, if anybody's listening to this, or when you do listen to this. Give a give a listen to that to that podcast from Mr. Reggie Reg. Don't do like Rob does and and don't support black businesses whatsoever. No, I appreciate Rob. Rob gave me a couple of uh he, he listened to at least six. No, he minutes. didn't. No, he didn't. And of course, from Detroit, Michigan. I heard the whole thing. <laughs> he did not. He did not. From Detroit, Michigan. Almost anyways. Two eight nine six West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down to get you some. Rings, not Amish girls, Mr. Grant Lancaster. No, nope, Rob right. did not support you. He didn't listen I'll, to the podcast. He's a bad guy. I was triggered by the quarters comment. Just FYI, <laughs> brought back bad memories of doing laundry in Drew Hall. Mm, mm, okay, okay. I, I was Noting. trying to explain to my daughter the other day, running mm. phone cards. Right. Mm. <laughs> running phone cards. She's like... The concept of long distance costing Did, money is like not anything right. she can understand. And so I was telling her about running phone cards the other day, and that really was like, what? I'm like, yeah, it was kind of criminal, but it was low-key criminal. Um, right. Hey, how, how much money was made by long distance phone calls that are no longer a thing? Well, my first job out of college was actually working as a telephone operator for AT&T. I remember that. Yeah. I so I had plenty that. of phone cards at one point. Not that I stole him, but <laughs> hey, man! Yeah. It's, after that first, that my first, my first month at college, the first phone bill that came home was like two and change, so that put a stop to the weekly phone call home. Yeah, we uh, didn't even oh, yeah. immediately, but you know, after that, it was all you know. You still got to talk to the girlfriend and shit. Like so, I was after that it was all running cards. I wonder how much of those charges got reversed and her mom wound up paying. <laughs> they paid homes. Uh, I won't say her name because she'll still probably say "fuck you, ex," like she did back in the day. So, well, you know, she's still cussing my name, so she's you know more than likely cussing yours too. It's okay. Yeah. yeah, we won't say what we already know to be the truth about that one because that would just be unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Once you're out of the web, you could stay out of the web. Born in Trouble, 31st episode. Fellas, thank you for joining me. And we will hop. Absolutely. We'll see you again next week. Peace.